Good morning. For those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Craig Hunter. I serve on the leadership team here at Prairie View, and I see some um, unfamiliar faces this morning, so I thought I would uh, mention that before we got started. So uh, if things don't go as well as you would have hoped today, I encourage you to come back next week and see our senior pastor uh, in action. He's using some uh, much-deserved uh, vacation time uh, right now. But uh, I'm certain he'll listen to this, but I just want to thank him for the privilege uh, that it is to be able to uh, spend time in God's Word and get ready and prepare and be able to come up and speak with you uh, here this morning. I, uh, even though it will be a little bit lighter than a lot of the sermons that uh, Ben delivers, uh, I think that uh, everybody will get something out of it, and um, hopefully we'll uh, turn things back over to him in no worse shape than he, than he left it. Um, I'm going to be speaking this morning on um, Christian community. And um, there's a lot of um, different types of preaching and traditionally what we get from Ben is expository preaching, where he speaks directly from the Bible, different verses of the Bible, spends a lot of time reading. And then there's topical preaching, which is really what I'm going to spend my time doing. We're going to um, be mostly in the New Testament with a half a dozen different verses or so, tying things back to Christian community. Um, but a lot of it revolves around different situations that have happened right here in this church and in different areas of my life um, that would relate to Christian community and how important I believe it is to surround yourself with people um, who are in it together with you. So again, expository, directly from the Bible, teaching through God's Word, topical, more of how some of those verses and how some of those scriptures apply to our lives. Um, and I guess the real good news is I've used expository twice without saying suppository, and that was my biggest fear um, this morning, so... That'll be the last word I use that you may or may not know what it meant was expository. The rest of things will go a little more straightforward. Um, But before we get started, I want to to read a verse and uh, and to pray. Um, We're going to read 1 Peter 4, verses 8 through 11. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully, administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very word of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Please pray with me. Dear Father, please uh, watch over us this morning as we spend the next uh, 20 to 25 minutes discussing um, how we can lift up, how we can encourage, how we can love and serve each other, not only here in our Prairie View family, in our congregation, um, but across our neighborhoods, our jobs, our teams, or wherever else life may take us. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A long time ago, I worked for a boss who said, Craig, you really need to work on surrounding yourself with people you would want to be next to in a foxhole. And granted, what we do in everyday life, it doesn't put us in significant danger like those of our uh, military folks that are in foxholes. So it's just an analogy. But I've really worked hard to try to do that and to build relationships um, over the course of time. If I needed a few bucks and a place to stay and some Christian counsel, would I have that? I would like to think so. I would like to think so. Maybe some people right here in this congregation might raise their hand. So, Carl, the next time I come over, I'll need some clean towels and $100. (laughs) 
But do you have those relationships in your lives, you know, with your family, your neighbors, your friends, your community, um, the people you work with? We're going to spend some time going through that um, over the next few minutes. And I'm going to get started right here by talking about this church and what a pleasure it has been to be a part of it um, for the last 18 years. And what a pleasure it's, pleasure it's been to be able to serve. And the first thing I want to talk about, and I know Ben has been up here, I know the Davidsons have been up here talking about small groups and, uh, and what they really mean um, to building the community and building the relationships uh, that you have. So uh, I have a picture of our small group up there. You really can't see it very well, and I apologize for that. But it's us having a lot of fun. And the reason we like to advertise the fact that we have fun, because my great friend Nancy kind of pigeonholed our small group. If you look on the bulletin board back there, I think it says something to the bo- about, it's a great group for people in their 40s to 50s, empty nesters. And this is the part that really gets me, because I'm not quite sure who this describes, that really enjoy an organized discussion. Now, not that I get into calling people out, but I'm going to look around the congregation and see if I can identify the people that used to be in my small group. And we'll start with the Blakers. Stand up. Right behind the Blakers, we have Doug Hassler and his wife Kelly is teaching over there. Uh, We have the Heinzmans, who used to be in our small group. We have the Kinseys that used to be in our small group. Uh, I know Rick Ayton has been to my house um, several times um, for a small group. And that doesn't include the Riches, the McAfee's, and the Hughes, and many others that have left the church since then. So I'm here to tell you that we have so much fun, I can barely contain Sharon and Mary half the time. (laughs) So, we've got an opening. Our small group is now really small. It used to be kind of mid-sized, and on occasion it would be large, but now it's small. There's seven of us. So, for those of you who are maybe new today, our small group is open for business, and we could use another couple. We meet at the Paffords' house uh, on Mondays, so see me. But really, you know, this is the place where relationships are built, um, where time is spent um, praying for each other, whether it be jobs or family or um, people with health problems or that type of thing. Um, There is a lot of success stories within our small groups here at Prairie View, and and I still remember to this day the way I got kind of sucked into a small group. Gosh, it probably was 15 years ago. It was a ministry fair at our old church and I was in charge of cleaning the building at that time, believe it or not. So I'm trying to recruit people to clean toilets um, for God's kingdom, while Kim Davidson is trying to recruit people to be in small groups. And I remember just telling her, you know what, i got enough friends. i got enough things to do. i got enough things on my plate. Small group isn't for me. Well, it turns out it was for me. And I've been leading and participating in group now for 15 years, and I'm happy to say that uh, the people in the groups that I've been in, even the people who quit, um, are some of the best friends um, that I have. So I, I think that's a, a big deal. And when I talk about the best friends that we have, I'm reminded of Mark Heinzman. And after he got in his accident, he came up front here to talk to and address the congregation. And you've got to know how much Mark loves public speaking. So I'm certain it was a challenge for him to come on up here and just pour out his heart. And I remember, and it's probably not exactly the way he said it, but I bet it's pretty close, as he stood up front and he said, you know what, my mom used to tell me Uh, that the best friends I was ever going to make are at college. And those are the relationships that I'm going to treasure forever. He said, I'm here to tell you, the best friends that I'm ever going to make and the relationships I'm going to treasure forever are right here at Prairie View. Um, And he said that um, in front of this congregation, and I'm certain many of you uh, were here to, uh, to hear that. I've watched and I've seen meals served to people. I've seen people go to others' houses to watch their children. 
I've seen people cut people's grass. I've seen people move pastors. We liked Eric Roseberry so much we moved him twice. Um, so that's the giving that this congregation does. Uh, I'm continued to be amazed. Um, I saw Ben and Olivia shopping at Meyer. Imagine that. Um, I think it was the Friday or Saturday. No, it was the Wednesday before Christmas. I said, man, how'd you get away from the kids? She said, oh, we dropped them off at the Heinzman's house. I said, wow. I said, they're braver than I am. Um, the one time Kathy and I offered to take Olivia and Ben out for dinner, I said, we'll provide you with child care. And I had Nick and Kirsten go over and watch their kids for them. Um, so we still got a good dinner. I didn't have to deal with the, uh, the little ones. Uh, I recall the time that uh, Kathy signed us up to watch kids, and it was probably the most stressful time of the service work that I've done here. When Mike and Nicole Winsack were in uh, doing youth group, um, they had a rotation for who was willing to watch their kids while they did youth group. And we get done playing softball on a Sunday, and Kathy says, hey, I signed us up to watch the Winsex kids. I said, what do you mean us? Um, and, you know, come to find out, for those of you who ever watched them two kids, it was a two-person job. Um, you could not watch those kids uh, by yourself. So we have just loved and provided for and cared for each other in this congregation um, for such a long time. Um, in addition to that, there's been great fellowship events. I want to talk a little bit about the Warrior Dash and some of the great times uh, that we had. I don't know how many people are in that picture. and uh, Some people have left the church and many others, um, like Krista and Bethany, um, and a whole laundry list of people are still here. I know um, it was all sorts of fun uh, that particular day. Um, a whole bunch of us running through the mud, climbing up over walls, um, doing some of those type of things, getting sick, some of us, Rick, sorry. <laughs> yep, yep. I'll never forget. We're not going to go back to that story, but it's, it's a good one. Sometime you want to hear it. It involves the police and all sorts of other things. And I know that uh, for some of us it was recreational. For some of it was, it was about completing the race. I know with, uh, with my son Nick, it was, uh, involved, he goes out there to win. I'm like hoping I'm going to finish and be alive at the end and grateful that Carl might be around to revive me if, if I need be. And he wants to win. And, and I knew that the, the chief competitor was going to be Terry Mulder um, because Terry is a, a finely tuned athlete, for those of you who don't know. He runs marathons and that kind of stuff. And Nick's chasing him down the whole time. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, when we get done, and mind you, I get done 20 minutes after everybody else, I say, hey, how'd it go? He said, I beat Terry Mulder. I said, really? How'd you do that? He said, oh, he got lost. Um, so Terry took a wrong turn. So, uh, hey, but a win's a win. We take him any way we can get him. Take him any way we can get him. But I tell you, when we talk about words like encouraging, um, you think about people like Aaron Walker, who ran the Warrior Dash. And I'll never forget, you know, Joshua is a runner himself, but I don't know, at least an hour after we started, maybe an hour and a half, all the rest of us are done, and we're standing by the wall of, I mean, there's fire and there's mud uh, and whatnot, and if you can imagine Erin carrying her stick, as she calls it, um, climbing up a wall, climbing down a wall, going underneath wire, going through 50 feet of mud to finish, um, it was one of the most emotional sporting events I've ever been involved with. Um, a whole group of Prairie View people standing by the side cheering for her and Joshua to finish that race. Um, and for them, it meant so much more. Uh, the determination and whatnot to, to do that was uh, unbelievable. And the attitude she had um, was simply incredible. Um, and that's what this community is all about. Um, surrounding yourself with people um, that you want to be there on the sidelines cheering for you. Um, when you're doing that type of thing. 
I have truly made some of the best friends I have while serving here at Prairie View. And specifically, people like Rick and Josh and Carl, who I've served with on a leadership team for so long. Um, in addition to things like late night meetings and trips to the attorney's office and that kind of stuff, um, we've had a lot of fun together, whether it be at the bowling alley or the restaurants or the warrior dashes uh, or that type of thing. Um, for those of you who don't know Josh, he's kind of a different character. Um, and when I first met him, I'm thinking, what does somebody like myself and him have in common? And I really couldn't come up with a lot. But he makes an effort to put himself into your world. Um, because I'm a big sports fan, all of a sudden Joshua is able to talk about the Detroit Lions. He does research on that type of thing. All of a sudden, he knows a lot about Meyer because he knows that where, that's where I work. And he spends time putting himself into my life, having him be my friend. So I said, you know, maybe it's time for me to put some of my life into Joshua. Joshua asked me if I would teach him how to play golf. I said, Josh, I can barely play golf myself. I'm not the right guy to teach you how to play golf. But I'll be darned if we didn't go out there one day for, it should have taken about two hours, or there about four, uh, knocking the golf ball around and me trying to show Joshua how to play golf a little bit. And then he thought he'd try softball. So there I am on a Wednesday, him and I out at the park, hitting him fly balls. Man, I was running him ragged, too. Let me tell you, it was a lot of fun. All the way around um, around the field. Uh, and he joined the softball team. After never playing, so he, how he made it through 30 years without ever having a glove on his hand and throwing a ball is beyond me. But he joined the softball team. Probably the most fun we had is when we were talking about um, Hoosier Park and talking a little bit about horse racing. He said, I've never tried that. You've never tried that. I'd be happy to take you there. So Joshua and I were at the horse track, and I'll remember pulling into his driveway and him just waiting there like he was a 12-year-old, like we're going out on a, a play date of some kind, and Aaron saying, goodbye, honey, have fun. And uh, we drive up to Hoosier Park, and, and for those of you who don't know him, perfect score on the SAT, overachiever in college, probably the smartest guy I know, but he didn't know words like trifecta or wheel or daily double. I couldn't quite understand it. Um, but we had a lot of fun teaching him and learning about that kind of stuff. Um, so as, as he made an effort to learn uh, about what I did, and I made an effort to teach him about what I did, um, more importantly, the, the guy has just uh, been so instrumental in my growth as a Christian. Um, talk about knowledge of the Word, talk about commitment, talk about um, just a godly young man, um, and what a pleasure it's been uh, to be around him over the course of, of time. I want to um, close in... in before I move on to the next category, by talking um, from a verse, Romans 1, verses 11 and 12. And it really kind of sums, thing up, sums things up about how I feel about uh, the members of our congregation and what this, uh, what this church means to me. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may mutually inc- be encouraged by each other's faith. I want to surround myself with people who will love me who will encourage me, and who will share their faith with me here at Prairie View. But as important is, I only spend 90 minutes a week here, and maybe if I have a meeting, maybe another 90 minutes a week with believers. How do I carry things over into places like my neighborhood? Many of you have met some of my neighbors. Um, I've brought uh, Ted and Aaron and Chris to play volleyball with us. Um, We talked Matt into coming to church here maybe 10 years ago. Him and his wife, Laura, have been here from time to time. And, oh, I forgot to call you out when we talked about small groups. So that's another, uh, another couple that has been in our small group uh, as well. Many of Sydney's friends attended youth group here. They actually helped clean the building 
But we've really exposed our neighbors to the church uh, that we have. Uh, my good friend John DeLucia, um, who works for a bank, was instrumental in us refinancing our loan to make certain that we could save hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of the next 20 years. He said, Craig, I know your church. He said, I've never been there, uh, but I drive by and I see people playing volleyball. I drive by and I see Mark Kinsey on the lawnmower, who he knows. I hear the stories of your church. He said, anybody who wouldn't loan you guys a half a million dollars is crazy. There's no risk. Even though you're 80 people, you guys may be small, but you're mighty. We'd be happy to loan you that money. So I've infused our neighbors into the church as best I can. And we've even tried to turn our neighborhood into a ministry. And we have just so many examples, and I'll just share a few of them with you. For those of you who live in subdivisions, you can probably drive into your driveway, open your garage, pull your car in, close your garage, go in through the little door in the garage, and never have to see any of your neighbors. I can tell you that's not the case with us. Um, And let me give you a few examples. We have a benevolence team here at church. We have a benevolence team in our neighborhood. It all started at our friends Ted and Leslie's house about 10 years ago. Uh, We're watching a basketball game, and they were talking about Reggie Miller's foundation. I said, why do you have to be rich to have a foundation? So we made our own foundation. Um, And this was back in the time where Lance Armstrong was real big, and they were doing the Live Strong bracelets. We made bracelets. I still have a few extra. They're $1.99 available on Amazon if you need any. Um, They say step up. And for 10 years, we've had a group of people that are stepping up. Um, that work with Nancy Chance through Good Samaritans, and we get a Christmas family every year, and we go shopping. You'll never guess where. Um, But we go shopping, and then we meet with this family, we deliver gifts, and we pray with them in their living room. And it's not a lot of money. Each family kicks in 120 bucks. So we take those $500, and we go buy Christmas for a family that may never have it. So we have our own benevolence team in our neighborhood. We have care ministry at church. Some of you have had meals brought to your house. Same thing happens in our neighborhood. We have leaders in the neighborhood that are willing to say, hey, so-and-so just had a surgery. When can you bring dinner? Um, People sign up for that anxiously and are willing to go and to serve. We support one another during the grieving process in our neighborhoods. We get to know people and feel for them when they have a death in the family. Um, Many of us have lost parents, including myself. Um, And I recall one time where church and neighborhood met And I'll explain a little bit about what this meant to that person. Uh, My friend Matt, who sits in the congregation today, lost his mom uh, a few years back. And uh, his mom was known to everybody as Grandma Sally. And uh, we all knew her as Grandma Sally. And after a long, uh, courageous battle, she had passed away. Um, And so the funeral was in Fort Wayne, 100 miles from here or so. And uh, most of the neighborhood went up to the funeral, whether it was at the visitation or through the funeral. And I recall Kathy and I sitting there, and I'll be darned if Rick Ayton didn't walk in. Um, And it was only Matt had only been going to church here a short time. And Rick thought it important enough to take time off of his busy schedule and to drive 100 miles up to Fort Wayne and to support someone from our congregation by being um, at that church that particular day. We have served each other in so many different ways in that community Um, It's unbelievable. But we also have a lot of fun. I've got a slide up there of our annual dinner party that gets held at at our house each and every year. There's uh, seven families uh, that come, 14 of us uh, in all. Um, So fellowship is important to us uh, as well. What are the odds that if you invite seven families someplace uh, on the same Saturday in December, 
that they're all going to make it a priority to clear their schedule and to be there. Um, that's the type of thing that's an annual tradition. Um, I can tell you, I'm not certain um, who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl, but I know darn well I'm going to be watching it at Matt and Laura Zimmerman's house eating chicken wings. It's just going to be that way because that's the way it's been for 18 years now. There's just a lot of love in that neighborhood. So my challenge to each and every one of you is, if you don't have those type of things going on in your neighborhood and you haven't reached out to those people to build those relationships, start doing that now. Because in spite of the fact that you're going to be ministered to here for 90 minutes a week and you might join a small group um, for another hour or 90 minutes or two hours, um, you've got to build a core group of Christians in other places where you can continue to serve with them alongside of them um, during other times in addition uh, to being at church. Um, I can tell you that Kathy and I love, care for, and pray for our neighbors just like we do our church family. And we would encourage you uh, to do the same. The last illustration I want to give is in regards to a relationship uh, my daughter Sydney and her roommates have developed with each other uh, over the course of, t- of time. There's seven of them living in this one place And before I share some examples, I want to read from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is one of the most unique situations I've ever seen, the way that these young ladies have turned their friendships into a Christian family. And as we go through, we'll give you some examples, and we'll put a, uh, um, a picture up on, the, um, up on the overhead as I talk through some of the examples. And Sydney and Cassie roomed together, I think it was their sophomore year, and they happened to meet uh, second semester freshman year. Cassie transferred in from another school, and they came to know each other from living in the same dorm. And Sydney ended up without a roommate going into her sophomore year due to the fact that the gal she was planning on rooming with was going to move back home to Ohio someplace. So at the last minute, Sydney and Cassie decided to strike up this um, thing. They're going to room together. And I kept asking her, who are you going to room with? Who are you going to room with? Who are you going to room with? Um, Because that's what I do. You know, I pester people until I can get the answers out of them. Um, And she's going to room with Cassie. And uh, what a wonderful relationship that was as they continued to live in the dorm for the next couple of years and eventually ended up together with five other girls um, named Lauren, Caitlin, Kelsey, Allie, and Haley. And you can see all of them up there um, in a place called Toho 406. Um, And I really never knew what a Toho was, um, but I was quickly told that's short for townhouse. And if you don't have people who speak in this type of language, um, you're not really keeping up with things because there are a lot of abbreviations um, out there, whether it be perf for perfect or multiple other things that I've come up on um, over the course of uh, year, the years. My favorite is totes for sure. If you've not heard that one, you're not keeping up with things. Um, but what they do is unbelievable um, to me. Um, in the verse, we talked about spurring others toward good deeds. We talked about meeting together. We talked about encouraging. Um, how many of you, when you were in college, made a Christmas card of the people in your, in your rooms like you would your family and send it out to everybody? 
I don't know of anybody who's done that. They've got a family picture above the, on the wall in their townhouse. They do things like Sunday dinner. So as busy as the kids are these days, they've all got something going on. There's nursing majors, there's education majors, there's all sorts of different things that have think, people going on. But they rotate Sunday dinner. Um, once every six or seven weeks, it's Sydney and Cassie's turn to make dinner. And then it's somebody else's turn to make dinner. And this dinner has been infiltrated by many other people. They only live with seven people, but it's not uncommon for 14 people or more to be at dinner. So being rather resourceful, they put the boys in charge of making dinner sometimes too when they come to visit. So they rotate those responsibilities around. For those of you who know me, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Um, I was surpri- not surprised to hear that the day that some of the young men made jambalaya, that they made hot dogs for Sydney just special so that she would have something to eat. She's a little bit like me when it comes to that. They have Toho time every Tuesday night at 10 o'clock. I'm thinking, 10 o'clock? I'm in bed by 10 o'clock. Um, but Tuesday night at 10, they're getting together as a group to talk about their week and what went on and how they can pray for and encourage one another. Kathy and I were visiting one time, and there was some flowers on the table, some um, sunflowers, which my daughter just loves. And um, I think we said something about, oh my gosh, where'd the flowers come from? And I think she said, well, it's Sydney Appreciation Week. I said, Sydney Appreciation Week? What's that? And she went on to explain to me how one of the gals was kind of down one week. Um, I don't know if it was tough exams or what the challenges were, but they said, you know what, we're really going to bless this young lady, and we're going to appreciate her all week. Um, through giving her candy bars or flowers or praying for or that type of thing. And uh, this particular week we were there, it was Sydney Appreciation Week. So she had a candy bar bouquet and she had some flowers and all those type of things. They even dressed up together for Halloween. You can see them up there as the seven wonders of the world. Um, I don't know them all. As a matter of fact, I don't know any of them. So uh, we'll leave it to your imagination on who is dressed up um, as what uh, up there. But what really kind of tied the whole thing together to me is the one picture up there with each, each young lady's initials around it. Um, and it says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am with them. There is no doubt in my mind um, that each and every one of those young ladies have chosen the Christian path. Each and every one of them love for, care for, and encourage um, each other, just as the verse in Hebrews, Hebrews talks about. Uh, We just feel so blessed that she's in that situation and in that position right now um, at college. We were joking this morning during our prayer meeting as we were praying for all of the kids that are traveling back to school and whatnot. And I said, well, this will be the last time that Sydney is traveling back to school. And I I looked over at one of the guys. I said, I think she'd stay another 10 years if we'd let her because uh, that's how much she loves being there with those girls um, in that environment. So... Really, at the end of the day, it's about relationships. It's really about relationships. Um, There's 80 or 90 people in this room. Hopefully, you get to know most of them. Hopefully, those are the type of people that you want to surround yourself with, whether it be at a softball game, in a youth group, um, in your volunteer ministry, whatever that may be. Um, But it's not just about what's right here. It's about what you're doing at home in your family, the way you're raising your family, and reaching out to your extended family. It's about are you being a light at your place of employment, 
Um, people ought to know you're a Christian um, when they talk about you, when they see you. In your neighborhoods, people should know where you're going. Sunday morning, they should see you getting into your car with your Bible in your hand, knowing you're going to church. So you're setting that example for people um, each and every week, not only when it's convenient. When you go off to school or you move or you join a team, you again have a chance to be that light. We have people right now in this room that are deciding where they're going to go to college, what's going to be next for them. We have people who are nearing retirement age. What's going to be next for you? Um, Where are you going to put yourself? How are you going to continue to be the light? How are you going to continue to be involved in Christian community um, wherever you are at? At the end of the day, it is up to us to surround ourselves with an army of believers that you can count on and that can count on you. I mentioned a few. Um, It may be different for you. Um, I don't know what each and every person's personal life is like. These are some of the examples I came up with. But at the end of the day, you want to surround yourselves with people that will love you, build you up, serve you, and then more importantly, be willing to do that for them. And before we close in prayer, I want to read from Proverbs 27, verse 17. And this is a simple one, but it's one of my favorites. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. I'm reminded of a time when elder nominations were coming up, and I was talking with Rick, asking him if he was going to serve again. I said, Rick, we need you. I'm giving him the cell job. I said, hey, you do things that not everybody can do. We've got to have you on the team. He says, you know what, Craig? I'm pretty convinced that serving on this team makes me a better man. Um, and I'm hoping that's because of the rest of the guys um, that, he, that uh, were there with him, um, that were foxhole guys um, for one another. And as we've grown over the years and welcomed uh, you know, John and Terry Mulder and David Richards um, onto the team and we've said goodbye to other people that served, um, there's a particular network there of people that you know you can count on, that you just know it um, if you need something. And I just want to encourage everybody um, to build those relationships. Because I just hear story after story after story of people stepping up. I saw Krista and Scott. Where did I see you guys again? Oh, at Meyer. Thank you very much. Um, and I said, oh my gosh, how did you get away from the kids for this long? And she says, Linda's watching them. I said, you're kidding me. I said, that's great. So they were in the store shopping um, while Linda was taking time. And Linda is very busy um, with different things going on and work and projects and that kind of stuff. She took time out of her day to go watch Krista and Scott's kids so they could go Christmas shopping. Um, I'm just amazed by the different stories that are here time after time after time of people doing things and people stepping up. Um, and I just want to encourage people to continue to do that. Um, as iron sharpens iron, and I become inspired um, by what I see and what I hear um, out of people in this church, out of people in my neighborhood, out of stories I hear from 21-year-old girls at a college 60 miles away. Um, I just want to challenge everybody to build those type of relationships um, in your lives. So um, hopefully that um, you can walk out of here today encouraged by that and say, you know what, how can I do things a little bit different? Because you know what, as, as involved as I think I am in church 
or in my neighborhood or at different places. I spend a lot of time watching football games and a lot of time doing some other things that I know I can continue to do more. Um, and that's why I challenge each and every one of us uh, with today is how can you further the kingdom um, through your relationships. So uh, please pray with me and we'll turn things back over to, uh, to Mark and the, uh, the worship team. Dear Father, I'm just so grateful for Prairie View Christian Church and the 18 years that I've spent here and all that it's meant to myself and my family. Uh, The relationships that I have here will be with me forever. But Father, I thank you for giving me the courage to take what I have learned here from so many different pastors and leaders over the years and then to take that back into places like our neighborhood um, and develop uh, traditions uh, whether it be a benevolence team, whether it be care ministries, uh, whether it be uh, family dinners or that type of thing. I'm just grateful that you've, uh, you've given me the tools, and they all started here so many years ago. So, Father, I encourage each and every member here in our congregation, uh, whether they hear this message today or not, um, that they just be those people that are trying to get it figured out. Um, life is hard. Um, there are a lot of trials out there. Things get in the way. Um, But help us go around those trials or over those trials and keep our eyes focused on you and how we're going to do things in all of our lives to further your kingdom. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.